I didn't want to talk about this on the air. I just I thought I could tell you in private that I was very surprised that a friend of mine who I hold in very high regard went to see Joel, the snake oil salesman, Osteen. Only you would think less of a friend who believes in God. I don't think less of her because she believes in God. I just can't believe that she would choose to go see a carnival huckster preach these predictable, banal messages to his flock. But you would never say that to her face. You would just get that out over the radio. Well, I didn't even want to say it on the radio. You made me. Did I? Yeah. Hmm. You said, didn't you have a friend who blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah, you lured me down that uh, that path. I'm glad I did, because this should be fun now. Now, Aaron on the Twitter machine said, agree with you 100%. I saw some of my friends that went to the book signing, and I felt like I needed to block them. So I'm not the only person who feels this way, but- my friend happened to be listening to that segment. Yeah. She texted me and said, this is going to be our next debate, hopefully over drinks. I said, can we call you on the air? She said, yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, my very good friend from WFLA's Mornings, Gail Guayardo. What's up, Gail? Preach. <laughs> what? Now, listen, when I saw you on Facebook talking about meeting this uh, huckster, I said to myself, okay, this was work-related. I know Gail very well. She's doing this for work and blah, blah, blah. And then when I see that you and your very sensible and uh, one of my favorite <laughs> dudes, husband Mark, actually took your spare time to go see this snake oil salesman, I said to myself, who is this and what has she done with Gail Guayardo? <laughs> Well, first off, disclaimer, my husband went kicking and screaming. Um, he did not want to spend two and a half hours on a Friday night, um, you know, listening to Christian rock and gospel. But um, I, I did ask him to go because here's the thing. I think people, and I trust me, I've had people fighting with me on Facebook all week long since they saw that I was there and since they saw that I went to the book interview. Here's the situation. Yeah. He does not take a salary from being a preacher. So he shows up to do his job as a preacher and does it for free. He sells books. He's on Sirius. He's on TV. I mean, that is totally separate. And those books are for people like me that I get in the car every morning to head to work at around 2 a.m. I know I'm going to go into stories like carrots and, you know, little children found in a freezer. It lifts me. And, and if you listen to him, you know that he's not just hitting you over the head like a Bible thumper. He's just talking about, you know, how to face the day, how to face adversity. I mean, like a simple sermon just A to Z would be like, if you want to do well in life, show up to work. Don't be on Facebook all day at work, you know. He just tries to teach you how to take your life, uh, you know, a step ahead. That's nothing, even if you don't believe in one word of the Bible, if you listen to him regularly, he is just trying to help people start the day. He doesn't ask for money as part of that. When you buy his book, if you wrote a book, I listen to you on the radio. I like to think, I mean, I listen to you loyally. I like to think that that contributes to your salary. It does. Whether you choose to go to Lakewood Church, I mean, that's a whole different story. The guy builds orphanages. All the money in the church stays in the church, and you cannot say that for a lot of other religions. It True. goes to protecting themselves from scandal. It goes to other places, at least when people put a $20 bill in the bucket at Joel Osteen's church, it stays there. If people choose to buy his books or listen to him on serious radio like I do just to feel better about the crappy day that I know I'm going to be talking about news is going to bring me down, I know I'm going to face some office politics from time to time, this just helps. 
I mean, that's just the way I look at it. Right. Yes. Uh, Seth Kushner, a question for Gail Guardo. Gail, when you were listening to the show and you heard Drew going off on his anonymous friends that went to go see Joel Osteen, did you know he was talking about you right away? I knew it. I knew it. Because <laughs> he'd had this conversation before. You know, we I brought up Joel and I got the, the, the eye roll from him and I knew then that he was just being nice and not open a can on me right then and there. But um, I just told him that one day down the road we would debate this. So I'm glad we are debating it over the radio because I've taken some heat from some of my Facebook sure. friends that are like, you're supporting this guy. But really, if you listen to him, just like you guys make me laugh, just like you guys make the carpool line terrible, um, I think that he makes me, he lifts me before I go into the doom and gloom of the day-to-day news. Well, like I like to say, Gail, stones of judgment, discouragement, or doubt may be thrown at you. You can't stop them, but you can make the choice to keep your walls up and not let them affect you. Oh, gosh. Is that a Joel's quote? Oh, is it ever? Life's, <laughs> life's too short, Gail, to spend it trying to keep others happy. You can't please everyone to fulfill your destiny. Stay true to your heart. Isn't that true, though? I mean, at the end of the day, I always am trying to make people like me, and I worry about what people think about me and what they say about me. And this whole thing is people are going to talk behind your back no matter what, so you might as well just be true to yourself. Oh, absolutely. That's, yeah, don't waste your energy. Gail, don't waste your energy trying to convince people to understand you. Your time is too valuable to try to prove yourself to people. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> You know, listen, on, on this serious tip, I have a great amount of respect towards my friends who believe a hardcore in, in God and yeah. Jesus and all that. Clearly. I have a great amount of respect to my friends who are agnostic, atheist, whatever. But it's it's the fact that, yes, you might say that none of the money that he makes in the church goes to his own pockets. But to sell books, to become a multi-million, uh, multi-millionaire, I don't know what kind of cars he drives, plural. I'm sure there's a BMW 7 Series in there. I'm sure there's many Porsches. That, to me seems a bit distasteful to make money off of preaching the word of God. No, I'm not saying you have to drive a beat-up, claptrap Ford Pinto, but to live a life of excess, $10 million mansions because you have a tax-free church, that to me smacks of a little bit of disdain. Well, look, if it were church money, I would totally agree with you, but it's not. I mean, it's not like he's living in a palace and he's keeping the people around him that worship him impoverished. He's giving all the church money to things that deserve it. If he makes money selling books, I mean, it would be like you being mad at John Grisham. I mean, it's like, but they're two different things. The books are different than his church, you know, and his ministry. Well, John Grisham didn't make his fortune off of uh, preaching the word of Jesus Christ. He writes predictable crime novels about lawyers, you know? But this is a motivational thing. All right, so, I mean, name any popular motivational his books and tapes are motivational. It's not so much church-driven. He even said to me in the interview, which I was very excited to get to meet him in person, <laughs> that he really tries to not hit people over the head with religion. And, you know, he's not one of these guys that is like condemns people for homosexuality. I mean, he's a really even-keeled guy that's just trying to get people to live their life a better way. And it's not. If you read his books, it's, not, it's, it's mostly, you know, just living your life on the right path. Yes, and in having a private jet, a 17,000-square-foot, $10.5 million Again, mansion. it's not from the church, though. It's not from the church. I don't care. I got you. Well, I can understand where you wouldn't care. Uh, I, however, find it a little bit uh, disingenuous, but the difference is what keeps us alive as people. And if you get motivation out of hearing that on the way to work so that you can then give people stories about kids being trapped in refrigerators and whatnot, that's what it's all about. It's kind of like what I like to say 
keep in mind hurting people often hurt other people as a result of their own pain. If somebody is rude and inconsiderate, you can almost be certain that they have unresolved issues inside. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, I know you're still reciting his book, and it's better than that. But <laughs> you know, I, I love, love you. you dearly. But I feel like this is one we're going to have to agree to disagree on. Truly, we will. It is. Uh, it is definitely a uh, bone of contention that we can salute, and maybe over drinks, it will get a little bit more passionate for us. And you know what? This is our first. I mean, it's about time we have something we don't agree on. That is for sure. Well, listen, I appreciate you joining us, and uh, tell uh, tell your wonderful husband that I'm very sorry that he had to endure that, and uh, and I look forward to hanging out with you guys soon. <laughs> All right, bye, and thanks, Seth, for bringing this up. Absolutely. Thanks, Gail. You did a great job defending yourself. Life's too short to spend it trying to keep others happy, Gail. You can't please everyone. To fulfill your destiny, stay true to your heart, okay? All right, bye, Drew. See ya. I wanted to get your friend Monica on the line with us to go over your big appearance at Penthouse Club, your first time at a real gentleman's club. I loved it. This past Saturday night. Take me through the moment when you pulled up. Okay. I pulled up. Very long line to get in there. Yeah, when it's crowded, that valet uh, can last a while. I sent Maria from Penthouse a text and say, hey, I'm parking. Be in there in a second. She said, I will be out there. Yep. Then she told the valet drivers where to park the car, which is right in front of Penthouse Club. That's how they do. What'd you break them off when you left? Well, I didn't I didn't drive at all. Well, what, did, what did whoever drove break them off? Well... <laughs> They put you right up front, dude. Okay, I know. They did put us up front, and I'm very big on tipping, but what happened was when we were leaving, Maria got the keys from Valet. Right. You're still supposed to get – that's what they do for me every but, time, and I, I give them 20 bucks. I didn't – I didn't I didn't oh, even – I didn't even know. I already, you already screwed up. I had – um, I please, I will give them 20 bucks. Too I late. Sc- I screwed up, but I, I just thought because Maria got the keys mm. herself and yeah. gave them to me – Right. I, I, didn't, I didn't think that she wanted me to tip her at all. No, you shouldn't have tipped her. You tipped my boys at the Valet. I know, but they weren't, they didn't, I know, I screwed up. Okay. I screwed up. Continue. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I don't, I, don't even, I can't even think anymore. I, I screw those poor guys over and I hate that because okay. I pride myself on tipping. I know, you usually do a very good job of it. I just, was, I was drunk. I didn't know what was happening. Okay. Not very often you can use that excuse. <laughs> well, what do, what do you want to know now? Because I already went to the end of the night where clearly I messed up. So. <laughs> so, okay, so you walk in the place. Yeah, I walk in. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. The swingers are everywhere. <laughs> so, uh, TampaVIP.com was there. They are, uh, they're a swingers club. Yeah, and let me tell you, the swingers... They're very sexy these days. I know. They're not your parents' swingers. <laughs> no, you look around and you don't imagine that all these people are swingers. Right. And none of them are looking to have sex with you. So you think. They were sizing you up. They they they, they didn't like what they saw. So they so you walk in, there's swingers everywhere. Yeah. And there's girls dancing. There's girls dancing, which was awesome because I've never been to a, a real strip club before where they're actually allowed to show their hoots. Right. So that was interesting to see. Mm-hmm. So then Maria took me back to, I think it's uh, the executive. Oh, yeah. Couch area. For sure. So she says, you can do all your stage announcements from back here. Oh, my God. You didn't even have to go on stage. I had so much fear that I was going to have to go on stage in the middle of the girls dancing and make announcements that nobody would care about. Right. And I got to make them from the couch, so I didn't have to... I really didn't have to do anything. That's pretty awesome. It was great. So you just sat there on the couch with the microphone, and whenever you wanted to, just said, hey, welcome out. Shalom. I'm Seth. Yeah, I just said, hey, you know, LOD's in the house. If you uh, say LOD or you hate Drew Grabo, come back and I'll give you something. I said Tampa VIPs here. They're swingers. Good. And uh, that was it. Awesome. Did you meet some people? 
Uh, yes. Well, like I said, Maria from Penthouse, it, yeah. she took me around to meet all the very important people from Penthouse Club. Okay. And uh, Keith they, and Gene and all those guys, they, Dwayne. They, they seemed like they're less than enthused to meet me, which I totally understand. I've probably <laughs> talked to them 20 times, and they're very less enthused to talk to me every single time, except Keith. He likes And me. then she took me to the area where they. she said, listen, don't freak out. But here's where they do the lap dances. Yeah. And I said, I'm not freaking out at all, but I was kind of watching for a while. And what'd you think? I didn't, you know, I didn't know that you're allowed to like, you know, like touch them. And yeah, that's it. That's incredible. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> now, how much are those? Uh, it depends on the girl. I think they could charge between like 15 and 25 bucks. That's it? Per song. <laughs> oh my God. That's for one song. That's uh, Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to need longer than that. No, hey, give me tool schism at six and a half minutes. <laughs> Did you get your free lapper? No, I didn't. I didn't. I I couldn't get a lapper at all. So you had some drinks. I did. This I, is very unlike you. I didn't plan on drinking at all, but my friend Seth got a Jameson and ginger, and I said, you know what? This seems like it could get awkward at times. So let's start drinking. I didn't believe you because you'll often text me stuff that you're lying about. And uh, when I said, uh, you'll have a blast, Maria will look out for you, you said, dude, I don't have blasts. <laughs> that I believed. And then when I said, how is it, sissy? And you said, it's pretty easy and awesome. One guy said, our show is beautiful. You texted me back. They love me the, in the executive suite. I said, oh, hell yes. Then you said, they love me in the executive suite. <laughs> <laughs> I love this place. I'm drunk. <laughs> Drinks. And then I said, well, yeah. Well, hold on. It was two Jameson and Gingers and then one shot. And you know that I don't Whoa. drink at all. And so I said, please give Seth his phone back to whoever stole it. And you said, this place is awesome. I just got paid to drink Jameson and eat a chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. I'll go back anytime. This was so unlike you. I, it was it was great. It's great to see you coming out from under your shell. There was kind of a, a, a perch in the uh, area that I was in where you could kind of see above everything. So oh, I yeah. got to just kind of be a pervert from up there. I felt like I was John snow on the wall and i was kind of overseeing where the wildings were except the wildings were very sexy in the penthouse club and now his watch has ended what uh so let's talk to your friend monica who's on the phone with us right now monica you got to experience all of it firsthand first of all nice to talk to you again secondly hi secondly uh what did you think of of your boy seth and his uh, strip club experience i have known him for so long we've discussed this before i really have never seen him that happy and like out of the shell loving it insisting that i get a lap dance i'm probably he's probably upset now that he knows that they were 15 dollars and he still didn't force me to get one <laughs> it was amazing i mean he started drinking by the time i had two steps down in my vodka cranberry he already had down the jameson and ginger i mean he was drunk by 10 30 like let's be honest about that I spent uh, four days with him in Dublin, Ireland, and I think he was maybe tipsy for a t- total of 15 minutes. I had some wine in Ireland. <laughs> some wine. Jameson takes us over there, and all he's drinking is wine. Uh, he must have been a-, a Seth you had never seen before. No. No. I mean, when he took the shot, I'm like, are you serious? This looks like a full eight ounces of Jameson. Let's do the shot. I downed it first. I look back. The man had already finished his shot. I mean, the fact that he was eating strip club chicken Caesar salad, Tells you enough how drunk he was. Man, it was so it was so good. <laughs> well, their chef, yes, their, their chef food does great. Amazing. That's what I'm talking about. Their food is phenomenal. I'll eat salmon from there. I'll eat tuna steak from there. It is it, now. Was that your first time at Penthouse Club, Monica? It was, and I live right around the corner. It's probably going to be one of a regular spots for my husband and I. I loved it. Yeah, it. It's a great place for couples to go. You'll feel comfortable. The girls aren't there to make you feel uncomfortable. It's uh, it's very couples friendly. Were you approached by any swingers? You and your husband are very attractive people. 
Thank you. Um, in the bathroom, somebody asked me why I didn't have a wristband. I let them know, you know, I wasn't here for that. And they're like, well, it's at least 200 of us here today. I'm like, um, well, thank you. Uh, but, yeah, I was approached just in the bathroom. Aside from that, I was with Seth and what he likes to call the antisocial corner. <laughs> That's phenomenal. And uh, true or false, Seth popped a rod. Oh, come on. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he said it so many times throughout the night. Every time a new chick would come up, he's like, oh, I have a boner. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you how you noticed, but it sounds like he was more than happy to point it out. Absolutely. He was happy to point everything out. He would see something that caught his attention. He'd say, first of all, he didn't know how to differentiate the strippers because he wanted to understand how people can get a lap dance. He said, well, I can't differentiate the strippers from the sexy people here tonight. <laughs> I'm like, sir, first and foremost, let's do a class on that. So we did a little a little class on, you know, like he said, we were perched up in a little area where you could see everything down. So we were just pointing. I was like, well, that's a stripper, that's a stripper, that's a stripper. So you get whichever one you want, and we can get a dance. But every single time, point at somebody too sexy, I have a boner. And he would just yell he had a boner. Again, he was strong. Oh, but my God. I, he did I have a lot, a lot of boners. So, <laughs> I, you know, if he would have started with a Jamison a little bit early, he most likely would have been on stage announcing the fight. Uh, well, next time for sure. We'll uh, we'll have to get him and uh, get you guys back there. I appreciate you giving us your uh, your insight. It sounds like you guys had a good time. Oh, Monica. Amazing time. Did you hear that we screwed up by not tipping anybody when we left? I heard that. And then again, I was two steps away from thinking you were going to blame that on us. As soon as we parked, you said you would take care of everything. Uh, <laughs> I will not Uber you, and I'm supposed to tip too? I don't think so, sir. I'll take care of it. I, I didn't even know. I just, I'm sorry. I feel like an idiot. No, you shouldn't. Those guys are really cool. They understand. I've done it before. No, there's too. nothing to understand. I, I, I will go back and give them all $20. That's that's wonderful of you. I do the same thing. I, I've left there without tipping bartenders, though. I've been so hammered when I've left. So I've, I, it, I didn't tip anybody because Maria was taking care of everything. Well, so. you know, and then now they're t- saying bad things about our show. But I don't know. you worry about I know. that. I'm sorry. That, that is a lie because you know that before we left, you were running around trying to find the waitress to tip her. So you should have known better. Oh, which, that's true. Which waitress did you have? The super hot blonde? I don't know, but I had a 20 for her, and okay. I think somebody else took care of it. I think her husband <laughs> took care of it. Great. Uh, yeah, you did get stuck. You gave her a 20. Shame on you. See, now we look so bad. Oh, man. Uh, well, thank you, uh, Monica. <laughs> I appreciate it, and I uh, hope You're to welcome, see you next Drew. time. We'll have to plan a uh, night out there for sure. And uh, You need to come out. Absolutely. Uh, Oh, I will. You don't have to twist my arm and threaten me with a good time. Thank you. Yeah, I had a wonderful time there on Friday night. That uh, that blonde bartender is something else. I didn't even see the bartender. I mean, uh, server. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's uh, she's amazing. The Caesar salad is awesome. <laughs> what? Like, I don't think I'd been to Penthouse in probably two or three months, and uh, the waitress comes up. She goes, oh, hey, Drew, Tito's and soda? I'm like, well, just a bottle of water tonight, but thank you for remembering. I feel so badly about not tipping. Don't worry about I it. Got, I got caught up in everything. They're good, dude. You know, I, you know, I'm not like that. I know, I know you. I gave them a buck fifty a tropical smoothie today, and they didn't, they didn't even do anything. Yeah, I, uh, I give those uh, the the uh, the valley guys twenty bucks every time I go because they always put me right up front. Okay, I'm sorry. You'll get there, dude. No, I'll it's get- your first time. It's a bit overwhelming. I don't, why would they invite me back? Of course they'll invite you back. I clearly took advantage of the situation. Maria could not stop texting me on Saturday night. I was over at Galvin's watching the fights, and she was like- She was giving you updates on me? Oh, yeah. She's like, Seth is doing such a great job. He's so happy. She's sending me pictures of you. Really? Yeah. Okay. And you had a drink in your hand. I'm like, did you Photoshop that beverage into Seth's hand, or is he really drinking alcohol Well, I won't drink next time, because I want to make sure I tip everybody. Uh, It's more fun if you do, though. You going to go with me? Yeah, I'll go with you, dude. Anytime you want to go. It kind of makes me want to have a bachelor party all over again because mine really sucked. Well, then let's do (laughs) Seth's makeup bachelor party and we can do it at the penthouse club. All right, I'm in. Then we'll roll to the pink pony. What? That.
No, I don't want to leave the penthouse club. It, it's very classy. You know, the way my mind works sometimes is we forced a friend of mine's wife to go to uh, to a penthouse with us, and she hated the idea of strip clubs. So we take her to penthouse club. She has a good time there. She realizes how respectful it is. And I, in my drunken logic at the time, I said, okay, now we're going to take you to Pink Pony to show you the other side of strip clubs. Not that it's not classy, but Pink Pony, no alcohol, but full contact and full nudity. You know that I've only been to uh, Club Lust before. Yeah. I did. I didn't know that the strippers were so hot, or or dancers or entertainers or whatever they would like to be called. Exotic dancers. It's crazy. They're gorgeous at Penthouse Club. Whenever I go to Lust, there's nobody that's sitting around the stage and it's awkward. You couldn't get a seat by the stage at all. I know. That's a, that's <laughs> Penthouse Club. It's a wonderful time. I'm telling you, you've been missing out. And then you kind of see in the VIP areas where the curtain is, and you kind of peek through the curtain and you see like the lap dances going on. Yeah. I, I love peeking. Very voyeuristic of you. Yeah. I mean, why not? It's pretty much like I'm getting a free lap dance out of the deal. <laughs> Except they're not touching you. They're touching someone else. Who cares? I'm imagining that 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 bald loser is me.